Welcome everyone to the Precision Unloaded podcast episode 43 and this week brought to you by the gun rack as seen in Rod and Rifle magazine recently. Uh, our chief sponsor for this episode and also the main sponsor and progenitor of the Nine Lives 22 match which is the main subject of the podcast tonight. How are you going Graham? I'm good Mark. And also joined tonight by Wes to follow up from the P10 debrief and talk about this shoot as well. Wes, how are you going? Evening, very good Mark. Alright, Graham, kick us off. What are we going to be going through here? Uh, so for those of you who listened to episode 42, we intended to talk about uh, both um, the P10 Practical and the gun rack nine lights competition but because we gas bagged on that long we decided to uh, put a pause on talking about this comp so as you said wes is back um and we'll, we'll go through this one so uh, this was the first competition held by the gun rack team jeff and cassie um and the, f- the first time we've had a comp that far north in a long time and uh, in, in the sort of a practical precision 22 style uh, event so um very very cool uh jeff ran it in a similar um way as the gpre and tlrs events so that made it easy for um sort of regular competitors of of the other um matches to um get a feel for how things went and all of that so um yeah well a whole boatload of us from taranaki went up we ended up having to take two vehicles which was um far comfier in the end especially in the vehicle i went in Oh shit! What time did I leave home? Four thirty, or something, to get that far north. We 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 were in North Waikato or Southern Auckland or Tiakau. Uh, north of that. What would that be? North of that. Yeah. Somewhere. And almost near Port Waikato. Okay. Yep. Um, and I can't pronounce the place, so. No. Um. Again, so we we ended up nice and early. Um two cars and we I think well, anyway we got there and the weather was threatening but I, I had this feeling it wasn't going to rain um, I was wrong um, but yeah <laughs> um, I was very very wrong so so this event as usual I was staring at the rain radar so I knew it was going to rain and badly well you're normally looking at the radar while it rains on you that's right so yeah. I know when it's finishing <laughs> <laughs> So, so uh, Mark picked up Wes on the way from Pew Pew. And, um, yeah, anyway, so we got up there, got registered, um, and I, I thought, yeah, I think the weather's going to miss us. Um, I could sort of see the clouds off to one side. And <clears throat> so I sort of only went semi. I had some gear in my bag, but I only went semi uh, waterproof. Um, first mistake of the day. Because um, we, we sort of, we got down there, obviously, we were all mostly in different squads. And... Um, we shot our first stage, and it was reasonably windy, quite windy for 22 shooting, anyhow. And um, uh, as we moved to our second stage, um, we had a bit of a thunderstorm pass reasonably close overhead. Um, so there was thunder and lightning and um, heavy rain blowing in sideways, and which which made for very very interesting shooting. And I think we had about maybe three or f- three of those big scrawly thunderstorms come across. I guess across yeah. the day maybe four um, and then between that from then on it was essentially just quite heavy wind 
Um, gusty wind. Gusty, gusty. It's the most wind I've shot at 22 and competitively. I think I had there's a eight, there's an 80 meter target and um, I had over three mil of wind on for it to to hit it like that was um yeah. that was something new for me to have that much wind. You know, I think eight. I thought I looked at it because I was sheltered where I was shooting from. I thought, yeah, 80 meters. Now I'm just gonna put like 0.5 on because like I couldn't feel that much. I knew it was out there, but bang, oh, see my shot in the uh, measured it. Oh, that's like three and a. 3.4 whatever it was you know so i was quite shocked at um mm-hmm. some of the wind we we had to deal with um <sighs> yeah it was, it was hard too because it was gusting to the point where it was, it was like almost a mil difference which was bigger than a lot of the targets right so you'd think you'd be on a plate and you'd be off the left side and you'd account for that you'd be off the right side um yeah that was tricky so one thing I'll say there was there was the the, the event was split into two ranges. So um, actually, and then we'll talk about how the the the, the scoring worked because that gets important later. But there was ranges one uh, stages one through five, and then and then six through ten. Six through ten were the more longer range stages. Um, most of them out to about two hundred, one to three hundred, and one to five were more inside one hundred and fifty, hundred, that kind of thing. Um, so if you were lucky enough to start the day on the ranges one through five, um, we, so when we had these major, major weather, you, you'd be on the shorter stages. That would have been a big advantage, um, rather than these big thunderstorms blowing through and and you're being on the, um, trying to shoot, you know, 200 or 300 meters with your 22. And I I didn't actually get a chance to accurately measure the wind being where, anyway, but it was, um. It was interesting, and so, um, oh, scoring. So before we go too far, so this event, where it differed from the um, GPRE way of, or Taranaki Long Range way of doing it, was that um, there's 10 stages, and you dropped your worst stage for the day. So if you um, had one stage, well, irregardless, your lowest scoring stage of the day at the end of the day was wiped. Um and again, that becomes important later on. Um, so I, I guess we'll run through some of the stages, what we uh, what we liked, how we shot, um, how our gear ran in the weather, what gear we run, um, because we all run sort of quite different systems, and um, how we, yeah, even how we managed our dope and stuff in the weather. So so Wes, what what did, what rifle did you run on the day? Um, the Howard and the. Uh, here on the chest, the chassis, um, I was running um, special match, um, special match, which was hammering. So I was feeling pretty confident going into that day, especially with those winds. Um, had checked my dope out to 300 meters a couple times, a couple of days previously. So no, I went feeling pretty comfortable with my setup into that match, which was nice and that sort of wind. It was yeah, it was good. So you what yeah. you've got the um, uh, crimson trace hardline optic, correct? Yes. Do yeah. do you have um, rain caps for that? Yeah, although I don't, I try not to use rain caps too much because I find when you get moisture on the lens and then you cl- close the caps, you sort of get a lot of condensation and fogs up your reticle. So. Mm-hmm. I sort of just go to a much to the match director's 
discussed, a uh, whole rifle cover, which yep. sort of covers your whole rifle, keeps it dry, but it also lets the air circulate um, up and around it, which tends to keep the scope more clear without fogging up, I yep. think helps. So um, I tend to stay away from any caps or flaps or anything like that if I can. I've just started using caps in most competi- the last three competitions, and I'm slight fogging issues in some cases, but I check it before the stage. But um, yep. it's actually, I'm quite enjoying it after years of having reticles full of water. Um, although I'm now far more prepared to deal with it with um, spare lens cloths and um, tissue paper mm. and such. But um, yeah. Yeah, I find if I do, I just run the rear, the front, I guess the eyepiece part, lens cap, because um, I just put my sunshade on with that extra I don't know, three or four inches of lens cap as long uh, the shade cap as long as you don't point your rifle up to the stars uh, you normally keep rain off that front optic anyway so um, that's yeah that's a good technique I try to use sort of all the time now yeah just to keep crap off the front of the scope yeah mm. well one thing I'll mention before we move on is that there were um, three classes in this event um so we had um open which is um sort of similar to what we, we run in our competition so um your choice is 22 and optic but also any any tripods or um specialty bags and then there was practical which was um, any rifle optic obviously in 22 only 22 lr only and then um a small rear bag only and sling and bipod no tripods no game changes etc and then there was skills class which was um so style for beginners and they had a few different targets and such and they lim- more limited ranges and um uh, yeah a few few changes so an introductory class anyway okay so you ran the hour anyway mark what did you run yes. in your um in this competition as you always seem to change uh <clears throat> after pt and i went and dug out the chris defiance again uh, mainly because I had four mags for it and had a bit of a muck around, swap flogged the 2-12 to 12 power BDX scope off the Grendel and tested that out a little bit so I could just enter the distances and get holdover dots even though you don't get windage uh, and that seemed to work really well so I mean I didn't really measure the wind because it was so variable I couldn't be bothered you know start firing I was actually seeing pretty good splash so I mean you could tell I could see where I was going and we might be in the quite a handy scope I saw saw photos of it but I didn't see on the day it's quite a small compact scope isn't it it is yeah yeah, I I never really pay attention to your SIG scopes because you seem to have about (laughs) 30 of them I'm not you laugh everyone god anyway I believe you may have bought one more since then, funnily enough. Um, yep. But, but it is a very compact scope. What did you say the power range was? 2 to 12. Okay, that's pretty handy too, isn't it? Especially but there's no there's no parallax, but I found it not an issue on the day, so... Yeah. Yep. Sorry, sorry, um, carry on about your setup. Yeah, yeah, so it's got a throw lever, so you can you can zoom in. And, yeah, it's quite just... In it. And it's not... It's quite, yeah, as we said, compact. Um, so, it was up to wind. Yeah, so... I just was seeing good splash, you know, you could tell, and basically myself and Hordy focused hard on spotting, I think there's only three of us in our squad, so, you know, we thought it was crucial to try and see as well, we, you know, use the um, 
proper spotting scope so we could get as much info on where we're going as we could mm -hmm. so that was good um used rws semi-auto which we ran, ran really well at the speed versus precision match which was last year start of this year so the gun basically didn't didn't have a misfire all day so that was good mags function really well um I mean, there's a stage where I got through 40 rounds with it. 40 rounds? Hmm. Four mags, yeah. Oh, actually, while we talk about you rapid firing... <laughs> that was the steady rate of fire. No, that, that is fine. We've, I've accepted this. I talked to several people. There, there was a, a, a comment on Facebook previously that if Mark could go through this competition without mag dumping, um, we would give away a prize on the podcast. So, we'll... I am kind of happy, unhappy to say Mark did not mag dump this whole competition. So we now have to give away a prize, which means I've had to buy a prize. So what we're going to give away is a $100 voucher to the gun rank. So you'll be able to um, uh, purchase something up to the value of $100 or more and uh, fix them up for the difference. And we'll, we'll sort that out and um, we'll sort out a way of winning that. But so Mark, congratulations for having um, some control uh, for the first time Thanks. in about two years when it comes to your twenty-two shooting, um, and obviously it um, improved your score, um, not just erratically spraying bullets at the direction the targets. And you know, sorry, carry on about your yeah. Well, you know, I try and make up my own classes as I go along. So I think I was the top <laughs> semi-auto. In, in that class, I think. So there you go. You were, you were, you were top semi-auto of the. Uh, Woo. I think of the maybe of the day. What's that? Yeah. No, I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway. I oh, know Carrington was a semi. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, no, that was yeah. And um, who else? Oh, Hordy had his CZ. What are they? Four five seven? Are they? Four or? five seven? Is it long yeah. range or long target yeah. or something? Yeah, long range target no, those are wicked rifles yeah um no he's really happy with it with the element titan scope on it five to 25 yep that's a great setup apart from mm. he's, he's, he hasn't got a suppressor he's got the silly muzzle brake on it doesn't he <laughs> oh my god yeah no we run brakes as a team really yeah i'm gonna i gotta give him some two two lessons so we'll sort that out <laughs> but no no he's pretty hard up for money so i'll buy him a suppressor <laughs> suppressors only gum up that, that's actually a very good point. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So you especially, especially after he pulled his RPR out of the bag the other day. Yeah, that's a whole not, That's the story for another podcast about gun maintenance. <laughs> um, well, it was bit, it was a bit of an accident because it was a sealed case, so yeah. it must have leaked underneath it. Anyway, yeah. another, another day. Yeah. Okay. So, so that was me. Yeah. So okay. So for myself. Um, obviously, I am in possession of a very, very lovely uh, Voodoo 360 and a Graybo uh, chassis stock, uh, what are you going to call the crossovers, um, which is running like an absolute dream. It is pinpoint accurate out to distance it, with, with good ammo. Again, I run the RWS Special Match, um, same as Wes, and, and then sometimes the R50, same as Wes. Um, and yeah delta javelin uh 4.5 to 30 i think by 56 whatever it is um optic on it it's not as nice as the um the striker but it is still a very very nice scope 
Um, yeah, the uh, rifle was fantastic. But anyway, um, so those are the three setups we run. Oh, and obviously, Hordy's one. Um, and it sounds like all our rifles ran good for the day, which is which is great. Actually, I will say I did have a slight uh, misfeed on one stage, so I I had just dropped the mag. Putting pressure on the mag. Uh, no, the the voodoo. I find you have to if you want it to run hundred percent reliably, you have to um, insert one cartridge and then make sure the the one on top of it, the rim, does not overlap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's weird, but I, I remember as I loaded it, I was like, man, I should have done that a bit better. I thought, nah, it'll be fine. And it, and it cut me up a little bit on um, on one of the stages. So the Voodoo's, you do have to, they are quirky when it comes to magazines, but they will run nice, but you just have to know how to do it. So they can be a labor of love. So like I said, it's for those of you who have shot a, a 303 a lot, it's a similar thing as the rimmed cartridges on 303. You, you stack them a certain way and they run a lot better. Um, so that's and again that's not an issue on any other um, 22 as far as I'm aware but I imagine it's due to the controlled is it called control feed whatever it, it picks the the bolt picks the roundup out of the mag and, and inserts it dead straight into the chamber rather than sliding it up over a ramp like in a CZ or a Tika or, or a Chris or whatever um, I, I guess the idea is to um, prevent damage to the projectile in the case but it makes it a bit more finicky with feeding. But yeah, so those are the setups we run. Um, and it sounds like we all had a pretty good day with our rifles. And in, in bad conditions. So we might as well sort of gloss over some of these stages. Um, and then if you've got a specific, you know, favourite one um, that stood out to you or you particularly struggled with, we'll, we'll go over that. But um, So stage one was a, it was um, a Know Your Limits rack at like 50 or 60 metres, 50 metres. So a 50 millimeter target, then right the way down to a five millimeter target. Um, How did you get on this one, Mark? Uh, got right through to the last one. Um, two minutes, I think it was. So it was a steady 40 rounds, four <laughs> magazines, <laughs> unloaded at it. So I think it, I might have taken about six rounds to hit the first one, but as soon as I hit the first one, I was away and basically was in a way but then I think I'm probably the last two or three took most of the rest of the rounds so what I'll say real quick is so uh, um, I love the unlimited round count yeah so Mark need, need more of them Mark Wes and I shot in the open um, class so we were allowed tripods so I'm, I'm oh. imagining you ran your trigger sticks so yeah that we helped on about three stages maybe more we mm-hmm. both shared the trigger stick um and it worked really well turning on because it splays out wide if you rotate it around on the thingy um and you could basically sit down and use it as a as a sitting tripod and it was um just fine for 22 i mean you know with heavy recoiling guns it would be a problem but with 22s it's fine so it was good and that, that helped a lot whereas everyone else Did had to just do it do it sitting Never. I hate it. Never. Rare support is for people well, yeah. people who like to win first of all, but for Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that's what it is. You wanna be in the front line. So if you're in the if you're in the rear you're, you're, you're not even fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Your trigger sticks they just have a uh, uh what would you call that? A small saddle V type Just a V thing yep. you set your rifle in? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How yep. stable is that once you chuck a rifle in there? 
No, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 stable. Um, it's basically a, a compromise between because on, on that stage, for example, you were you were sitting, so you have your knee up to support the you know the rifle sort of thing with your elbow on it or something like that. Um, whereas having the trigger stick as as your tripod in front of you, if you're sitting, it's fine, and you just got to make sure the the feet just hook into the the, the ground. And as long as that, as long as that, it's it's fine. I, I tell you, those those trigger sticks compared to a a sort of more conventional tripod we use now, if time is an issue, they are so incredibly valuable. Like Mark said, you're compromising well, on the, stability, but you you you're going to get into position, aren't you? So it's a balancing act because you know if you're winding all those legs on a carbon fiber tripod, you know to get it down or whatever, or splay them out wide. Whereas the trigger stick, you can still operate the trigger and and release both all the legs out from one position without having to adjust the leg, you know, and then then set it up. So you can basically get it set up far more quickly than a, than a you know the, the larger tripods that people use. If you were shooting a teams match, um, where you know where you both carried a tripod, it would be an advantage to carry the trigger sticks and a conventional tripod. Yeah, like um, we're sort of getting ahead of ourselves, but at the the RTD Winter Blast stage one, if you had trigger sticks over anything else, an open class would have been a clean stage, easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I, I shoot a heap off it. I mean, I, I do all you know. I'm just blowing away nine pigs, and every one of those is off a trigger stick because it's just with a heavy gun provides a lot of stability and the ability to pan around and shoot. Mm. So. With um, we mentioned that. So, sorry, stage one. Yeah. Uh, again, you, you, it was to be shot sitting. So um, again, and I'm imagining Wes is exactly the same. Uh, he might have run a different head on this, but I, I just um, deployed the tripod. So actually, uh, the other guy in my um, squad, uh, open guy uh, Luke, he, sorry, not Luke, Josh, he he shot it and he thought he'd just chuck his bag on top of the tripod, and it was very very windy, buffeting sort of wind. And so he he struggled a bit on that stage. And so you're talking you're talking his tripod just deployed to the minimum width type of thing, not kind of. No, he deployed it pretty smartly, but he then just threw a game changer bag on top. So he had it widely splayed out. Yeah, medium. No, not medium. super wide. Yeah, and right. but then because he wasn't clipped in, yeah. he was getting so heavily buffeted by the wind, and he he only got about half points. And and he's he's very competent marksman. And so I, I was watching him and I was thinking, oh, I think there's time to, to clip in and deploy properly. Well, not properly, but um, more, but more stability. And so I, I deployed it, clipped in, set the arc length nice, and then um, and then shot it. And same thing, got to the second or last, um, and just sort of, um, I, was, I was I was sort of luck by that point on the last target with the wind, um, and I, I didn't manage to, the, the the little wee one at the, at the base at the end, but. Um, it definitely was worthwhile clipping in on that stage. Um, but rather, how many rounds did you use? Oh, shit, not maybe like 20 if I'm lucky. Very efficient. Oh, yeah, like I, I think I got through nearly the whole thing without dropping a shot, and then it was just like the last maybe two or three, I maybe 15, whatever it was, I, I don't recall. But yeah, again, the voodoo clipped in um, was pretty good. And you just had to make sure you had a bit of a, Try to get a wind call off the first target if you can, and um, 
and go from there. How, did you clip in for that stage, Wes? No, so my Hauer, it comes with um, the Southern Cross Small Arms TSPX chassis. So it's got yep. um, quite a nice, it's quite a nice solid chassis, very solid chassis. And it comes with quite a big square forend on it. So um, I didn't have Arca for it to clip in. So I have a um, like a hog saddled on lend from a mate. Um, and if you've ever dealt with a hog saddle, they're very square in dimensions. Yeah. Um, so essentially, I the forend pretty much key slotted into there, and you tighten it up, and it wasn't moving an inch because um, it's got sort of rubber um, inserts on the inside of the hog saddle, so it just gripped onto the aluminium chassis, and yeah, it was dead solid. Um, and then I used my day bag. I sort of sat folded legs, put the day pack in between my legs, and the butt of the rifle sat on that, and it, yeah, it was dead, dead stable. So, sorry, do you say you folded your legs and stuck the day pack in like in a like a pregnant tummy type thing? Yes, correct. Yeah, oh. right up against me. Yeah, yep. and um, I yeah, and my pack was full, obviously. So it it's sort of a thirty five liter Ebley stock um, pack, so it sits perfectly about your sternum um, when you sit it between your legs. So um, I practice with it quite a bit like that. Yeah, um, especially tar hunting and stuff. I use it a lot. Um, if I'm shooting off a rock in front of me or something, I'll use a day bag as rear support just to um, stabilize it. So, no, that works good on that stage. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm more, I, I, I go for the cross-legged and I try to get my elbows onto my knees and I hunch my I hunch my back right down. I get quite low, but I'm, I guess, trying to see the, achieve the same thing, but just without the bag. Um, being that I often have to, well, I often shoot practical class and I have nothing. So if I'm on a prop, I try, anyway. Yeah. Um, obviously it worked because you got 19 points as well um that we all got the same so what that was one we just didn't hit the smallest correct no i don't think any, anybody did looking at the scores no i think it was us three got 19 and that was it so that was it only... i think i went through two two tens and then half of a so about 25 rounds yep I think yeah the wind the wind did make it hard now in practical class and also um uh the skills class this was particularly hard in fact probably a little bit too hard so it was just unsupported sling only so um mm. I see ooh, I think it's a 10 yeah there's not they're not big scores man I think how did Simon get on 15 or 16 points 15 points so Simon got pretty far I know he slung up for it. Uh, Matt Mason got 15. Um, Mitchell got maybe 18. It's hard to read. but So there were actually some pretty decent scores. Um, I was watching a few squads go through it. Yeah. And a, a lot of shooters were sort of happy to get three. So in our... In the, we, we had three skills shooters in our, our squads sharing a Ruger 1022. Really basic, like a 2 to 7 Vortex Crossfire. Uh, now they they all had two mags each, which was nice. So we went, when the next shooter would go up, they'd already had their mags loaded and everything. But um, one of them got like four or five um, hits along it. Um, he did really really well considering how much of a a bugger that is, I guess. Um, so they were they used their, their they sort of had their day pack on and then got their their rifle on their knee and um, did pretty well considering 
how challenging that was. Um, Especially the wind would have been against your back on that stage too. So, just uh, yeah, when we shot it, it was sort of coming from our maybe seven thirty, cutting oh, across yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but it was um, it was it was it was enough to move the rifle about. If you like, not for me because it was clipped in, but mm-hmm. but yeah, um, a, a cool. A, I think it was a really cool stage in open class, a very very hard one in the previous maybe for skills a cool tripod stage very cool tripod stage for skills they probably should have shot it prone but i mean it's again this is learning so we have the same things with our comps um the next um next uh, stage was a prop um, a lot of people are familiar with from um the, uh, our events is the skills tree jeff called it so it's our steel tree or, or tower of dildos as mark calls it um this is normally a yeah i know <laughs> this usually sits <laughs> How up did that come to be um uh, uh, use your imagination um this usually sits up at the hut <laughs> and is, is a regular practice prop um for some of the guys who practice up with mark but um for shooting for sh- practicing practicing, <laughs> for pra- practicing, pra- <laughs> <laughs> pra- practicing shooting yes maybe that's why jeff's so into the prop anyway um again uh i thought i had like a couple of ta- i think I had two targets for, for our class at like I don't know, like 60 metres and 120 metres, something. I thought, shit, this is going to be easy. And then the wind and everything, man, I shit the bed on it. And I think I only got... You started high. Well, that's the mistake. See, in I, the wind. I'm quite confident in my um, standing, sitting and kneeling supported, so I've props. I thought, yep, what I'll do is I'll start high and then lower myself down so I'm not having to climb up off the ground. And um, same thing, you get the rifle getting buffeted around and um, me making bad trigger presses um i actually come away quite disappointed at myself in that stage um it was a fun stage so i think you had was it yeah. both targets from each level then you moved i can't recall exactly but um uh, yeah yeah another another fun stage um wes cleaned it he was the only one all day to clean it so wes got 20 points i got 16 and mark got 18 very good um so what was clearing it 20 Oh, so I beat you. Sweet. You did. You uh, you beat you and Wes beat everybody else on that stage. Ah, See, I started low. Um, I've that tree's always been a problem for me. Um, so after obviously it was at the comp up at my place, uh, so it stayed here for a little bit. Oh, it didn't actually. Jeff took it. Did yeah. Jeff take it straight away? Yeah, he pinched, anyway, he I got pinched a half bit of the competition. <laughs> so I managed to get a bit of practice on it and I was trying to figure out what was the best way because when that prop is on a stage there's only really one way you can shoot it and it's going left or right or up and down or whatnot. so I figured out it's easier to start at the bottom and work your way up um, especially in that wind I figured I'd go very stable as low as I could get a good wind call and then make my way up and just happened to pay off that time it did Wes you, uh, you cleaned up on that stage um very very good um and after that we went to the crap sh- i think oh sorry sorry mark you go yeah the tower one i can't really i, I, I start somewhere in medium i mean because i'm vertically challenged so the top, top yeah, two don't really fit me so mine and wes's hot uh, medium is your high is yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but often i'll just go to the most comfortable levels and then i guess if i'm getting i'm getting on target by the time i'm getting to the other the heart the, hard, the you know, the more uncomfortable position so i'm not i haven't got i know where i got i know where i have to shoot sort of thing so i'm not too worried if the position's worse 
by then, you, if you know what I mean, you're sort of getting on, getting better at smacking the target or whatever it is. So um, it's not, yeah. No, you, you're right though. Like, so we're starting low. Yeah. He he knows he can. He's broken a clean shot. So he, if he misses for wind, he can accurately measure that rather than yeah. breaking a shitty shot, getting moved around, and then going. I think, I think it was over here and. So, like you say, as you come up and get less stable, as your 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 vertical, you know, you stand up or you kneel or whatever, um, you've already got an approximation on your wind. Obviously, it was gusting, but um. Well, the thing is, if you start with the most stable positions, if you end up with time issues or missing and burning time, you know, you're always still going to be on stabler positions as you run out of time, sort mm. of thing. So. And, and you've already got the easier, easy, theoretically easier points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, move on. Um, next one. Downhill, <laughs> next. Bum, downhill bum crack. Downhill bum. So the next one was crap shoot. So this was an interesting one. So this is this differed quite a lot from what um, from what we do and what, what Simon does at GPRE. Um, it was quite like a fun, <laughs> fun, um, like a silly sort of theme stage. So he, he had a, a toilet seat hanging up at, I don't know, behind, in behind the stage and he had a bucket of balls and he had to... I think you, you sort of staged your rifle and you started time and you grabbed as many balls as you could or wanted to out of the bucket using your hands and then you moved forward and then you'd throw the balls at the, the toilet seat and if you hit it, you got three hits and a, just a throw was worth two. So if you missed, you got two. So Sorry, it was, shots. It was to do with as many shots as you're allowed to shoot. Yes, so you were accumulating ammunition um, yep. sort of thing. But it was it was if you threw a tennis ball, you got two points, hit or miss, right? Oh, you got two shots, hit or miss. If you as long as you threw the tennis ball, yeah, correct. And then if you hit the blue toilet seat, it was three. Yeah. So um, you got three shots. And then I think there's a target at say 100 or 120 meters or something, um, from a prone um, position. Um, yeah, quite fun. Uh, I I just threw all the balls. I got a couple hits, and then I I think I. I cleaned it and or maybe took one extra shot and then I just proceeded to not thinking about um, the tally of shots at the end just continue to empty my mags at the um, target because it was quite a fun little target shooting the wind but um yeah another fun stage and the most prob- well, looking at scores clearly the easiest stage of the day being the one target most had multiple um, we all cleared that no Mark you didn't how did you not clear that stage what the heck how did I not clear it yeah um, because I don't really care. Ah, I see. I see. Actually, looking at you, didn't clear anything all day, so you don't. Mark doesn't care, so that's that's the reason. Um, <laughs> he, he he was probably about to clear it, and he thought, "Hey, I better not, because people will think I actually care." Well, I would have mag dumped if I cleared it. Ah, yes, and then you, it wouldn't have cost me a hundred dollars. You're doing a lot so, of you're doing a lot of that lately, taking money off people. Like firing an AK in the air at a wedding sort of thing <laughs> doesn't always work out no <laughs> but yeah again um uh, myself and wes um and uh, a bunch of people um even uh three people in skills class cleared that so so good on them um nice good fun stage i think they they may have had a closer target for skills class i don't recall um but yeah um another fun one and then we went um from that it was getting low uh which was was this the one when you were sort of you were set up in a where it was a swamp? Oh yeah, it was a spring on the side of a hill, uh, which was yeah. quickly becoming a swamp in the rain. Um, and <laughs> so I think was it awkward prone? 
Yeah, downhill. Yeah, I shot it from my tripod. There was so much. This was my last stage of the day. There was so much um, water sitting on the ground there, and these little ruts down the hill. I just stumbled. Ah, yes, because I was like, I am not going to lie on that crap, and I no. just used the tri- uh, used the trigger stick. Although the young guys in our squad who shot skills, they just lay straight. They shot the first target sitting with their back uh, with their rifle on their knee, which is very smart. Um, and then they just flopped down into prone, just splat in the mud. They didn't give a rat's ass. They were already wet and um well they had fun but yeah i i just deployed the tripod i think there might have been two targets um i can't recall deployed the tripod i actually sat on my um my um my barricade bag my saber bag just to keep my ass out of the rain out of the out of the, the, the sitting water and um yeah, it, was, it was nice um good stage to finish the day um yeah everyone did well West nineteen out of twenty, me twenty out of twenty, Mark seventeen out of twenty, so all pretty good high scores. Um, yeah, I quite like that stage actually. There was a little bit of thinking, um, and well, obviously I used the tripod to, to make it a lot easier. And practical, it would have been. I imagine you. Oh, I wouldn't have done it prone. I would have shot kneeling or something, um, but significantly harder and practical that stage. Yeah, overall, I liked all those first, that first range. Um, I think, you know, you didn't have an over a number of targets in most of the stages, having had a couple type of thing. So I felt it made it a more accessible competition for all sorts of shooters. Um, you know, there wasn't like 1,500 targets in a row or something. So Like what me and West do? No, no, I wasn't talking about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do more of those stages. I love them. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, then it was big and smalls, which was uh, just a sort of a basic, um, I think a prone stage, a big and a small target. You could allocate um, uh, less points on the big, uh, more on the small. Um, again, I, I think I did a couple on the big and then went to the small um, due to the fact I was first up on that stage and I had clean steel, so I was able to... And, and only relatively strong wind at that point. Um, although... It hasn't highlighted as cleared, but there's myself, a few of us cleared it. Um, oh, your worst, one of your worst stages of the day, Mark. You must have got there right in the horrible wind, actually. That first storm would have been when you got there, that first thunderstorm. For which stage was that? Stage five, the um, the last one on stage one. You had a big and a small target. Like, on the hill behind the swamp. Yeah. What were we shooting off? Prone. And it was when that first thunderstorm come through. So I imagine that's right when you were shooting. No, I was the first thunderstorm were at the far end. Oh, okay, I'm trying to make up a um a, an elaborate ruse for yeah, why I sucked for why you did so bad on that stage. <laughs> okay, yeah, Mark just didn't do well on that stage. Um, West did well. He got 14. Um, dropped a couple. Um, yeah, it, it, another I another on it a little bit. Yeah, another. I had cool to keep stage. going back to the big plate. I would big plate and I'll be like sweet I'm on it small plate just left right left right I actually points back to the big target I actually think because you had enough shots I think you could just put them all on the big plate yeah yeah (laughs) but um it's it's yeah you because of the gusty wind it can be you can get a good hold and then quickly reload and it's gone so um yeah another another nice a simple stage but a fun one nonetheless and also a very easy one to set for a competition which is nice Following off that with tank trap, 
you know, pretty standard prop worldwide. Um, there's a sort of a short and a long target. Um, nothing too difficult on this one. Um, everyone, yeah, again, you guys got 17, I got 20. Um, uh, I was sort of between thunderstorms when I shot this, so the weather was only mildly bad, um, which was which was nice. Um, any comments on that one? No, Did it have the magpie? That is my magpie, which Jeff had to hammer flat. He, he, he was so worried to tell me that it took a beating, um, and I obviously didn't care at all. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, in my magpie target. Because um, it was like at, at what, 100 and... Th- no. No, it was Quite short. That magpie. The magpie. It was short. It was the easiest yeah. target of the day. Oh, by far. Um, but yeah, yeah it's um, and then there was a like a, a disc out at like 150 or 60, which was significantly yeah. harder. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, still a good stage. Um, again, I got lucky with the weather on that and didn't get um absolutely just hammered like some people did with the weather. After that, we went on to sort of a um. Uh, so the window the window yes yeah, so it was like a it was that's a, where we started two waratah sets with um like a ratchet tie downs between them so you, that was your your main support um so obviously they're wobbly and and such now this 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 stage for me or a tripod did people just clip into their tripod yeah oh no. it had written that it had to be your main support main support yeah okay um right. oh, i must have forgotten yeah. that but <laughs> Okay, Mark's just gone from fourth to seventh. No DQ, (laughs) DQ after the fact. Um, I I, depends what you define main as. Yeah, true. Yeah, the is it M A N M A I N or M A N E? It could be this the state, isn't main? Anyway, um, I I now admittedly I seen in some of Jeff's pictures leading up to the event that he put online this prop, so I replicated one at home. And I practiced the frick out of it and got really good at it. So when it come to my state, it turned to shoot it. First thunderstorm had come and gone. And we're in like a relatively calm weather period, weather window. And I'm like, I'm going to take advantage of this. I'm first up. Right. Load, make ready. Yep, I'm ready to go. All right, shoot ready. Yep, three, two. And then one of the match officials. Oh, Graham, can you just stop for a second? We're just going to shut the range for five minutes and go and fix a target. And, oh, fuck all right yep and then they went out and about two minutes later the weather come in and it come in hard and so it's sort of they get back open the range again and i'm thinking yep this no i can't wait any longer <laughs> i'm hoping the weather would just die down and it didn't and um i think i got half points um i did i got half points to 10 out 20 <laughs> but man i was confident going into it and then i just uh yeah um I the wind and it made it hard and the rain so um excuses yes but um man I was if I had just been about four those, seconds earlier I would have started the stage and they would have waited for me. <laughs> it's sort of a technique stage that one too. If you haven't shot it before, um, it can be quite difficult. Yes, um, you so, can definitely tell the guys that had shot it previously. I noticed in photos, Wes, you hooked it behind your bipod and pulled the rifle towards yourself. Yeah, leaned back. So, yeah, that's just, yeah, for me personally, I just found it more stable. I was just more relaxed. I wasn't trying to tense by 
pushing into the strap you could just relax and lean back so when um, when i talked about this with you 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 made a good point on it and, and I, I took it in see i did the opposite i hooked it in front of the bipod and then i leant forward in a kneeling um like a, a, a squatted sitting sort of position and put my weight onto it okay. um, which again proved to be very accurate here at home um when i shot it it was mid thunderstorm so it um it's hard to measure it as a whether it's successful or not so and it because yeah. when i got to the longer target although i was running out of time due to my set being a bit slow but um i couldn't really see much so um the yeah it, it was still it was a cool idea um well we've seen it once before at the the, the zeiss um, paris match in bulls um this time last year um and then it's the first time i've seen it since yeah. Well, Simon did one similar, eh, where he had um, the rope netting um, at his, that sort of similar, as you can load it or pull back on it. Some, sometimes it? he's run that net, which was not obviously not this comp, but he runs the cargo net, yeah. and it's not actually a support. It is just an indication of where your barrel has to be through, so you have to poke it through that hole but not touch it so it's forcing yeah. you into unsupported positions yep. that's hard it's very very hard that would be hard yep. yes it's um quite a difficult um stage oh which bugger will use it at the 22 final there we go there's a stage sort of <laughs> simon will okay. smile when he hears this because like, that's a great idea um again i quite liked it i just i i'm i was gutted i got the bad weather because i didn't get to enjoy it as much as i would have liked if that makes sense um it was a pretty low scoring match like t uh, 13 and low scoring stage sorry Thir is it 13 yeah no, 15 there's a couple match guys got 15, 13 so yep. other than that it was all just 10s and quite a few zeros yeah difficult stage that i'd say yeah it was yeah the, i think so the one to the right right the second tightrope that was quite difficult if you manage to get over to it in yeah. time yeah i sort of dilly dallied in, in getting my position and i've i've almost feel like i need a um some of the guys will run a little wrist timer and so they've got a, an indication of the time mm -hmm. they're burning through i can on the props i'm used to i can build a position really fast right because you know what it's like and you're in a position and you're and you're letting rip with your first shot in, in, in a matter of you know so 10 15 seconds or whatever but when it's some of these less familiar ones i'm sort of I have a plan i get down and oh that's not really working so i'll jiggle about and, and figure something out and yeah i seem to lose my priority on um on getting it done quickly sometimes so anyway just something i need to work on to um to improve it but uh how did mark go on that stage 10 10 we all got 10 okay all all of us yeah oh no mark got five okay sorry mark i i made you sound better than you uh. were uh, <laughs> still top semi still top semi okay um after that was um now these are these are a little bit out of order on scoring so it's not actually the um the hostage so it's the um too long one run now i i absolutely shit the bed here big time big time thought i'd ruin my day hadn't thought i had so it was uh like a target at 200 meters and a target at 300 meters or, or something and i think you were meant to hit it then sort of run up the bank and run back and hit it and run up the bank and so um uh, my my teammate josh he went before me and, and he said okay where's where's the first target and I, 
said, listen, it's that one directly in front of us, 200 meters, whatever, whatever it was, and it's the it's the pink target right there, pointed out to him. Yep, perfect, cool. And obviously, he ID'd and confirmed on the number. He shot, he got, he did reasonably well on that stage. He got um, uh, oh, half, just over half points, right? So pretty good considering scores on that stage of the day. And then I'm up next. And so it was on a muddy hill, so we're like, right, we'll deploy tripods, we'll clip in. <laughs> it'll be it'll be pretty straightforward. Anyway, so I clip in, boom, I see my target, an orange target. Wasn't my target, right? Remember earlier I said a pink target. I shoot, they go, we see nothing. And I go, well, I seen it. I seen it about two mil low. So I sort of bring it up and and I'm boom, I miss again because of the wind, and boom, miss again because of the wind, and they're like, we see nothing. I'm like, man, I can see everything because it's hitting this this track, this muddy track, and it's got water sitting on the track, so it's splashing. These should have all been clues that I was engaging the wrong target. I think I ended up getting one hit out of like 10 shots. You know, bugger all. And, um, and I'm thinking, why the, why, the, why the fuck is my dope not working? You know, I've, 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 I've referenced it all. I've got hard data. I've got the Kestrel because I bought a Kestrel after the P10 disaster where I also zero stage. <laughs> anyway, so it's I get on target. Again. I get on target. Bang, him, impact. Yep, sweet. And, and, and Josh is going, man, I didn't see it. I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I sent a smack that target that moved. Isn't that cool? And squad's like, no, no, we heard it. Like, cool, cool. All right, so we'll give you the one point. I'm thinking, fuck, I need one point. And then Josh is like, man, I'm, I'm looking at the target and he's sort of, I notice he's not looking in the same direction as me. And I, I'm about um, 10, 15 degrees <laughs> to the right. And I said, oh. And he's like, what happened? I said, oh, well, I, I zeroed the stage. And I said, no, 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 you got to hit. And I said, no, no, I hit the wrong target. I was engaging a target from the next stage. And so like I said, I pointed out the pink target to Josh. Here it is. This is what you're looking at. And then I proceeded to engage a different target. Had a whole heap of clues. You know, they weren't seeing the splash. And I was. That's weird, you know, because I'm on the gun. They're on better optics, blah, blah, blah. Um, I knew the color was wrong. Uh, I couldn't quite read the numbers because of the rain. But um, And obviously my dope was so far out. And I just um, persevered instead of questioning what I was doing wrong. Um, so yeah, come out with a big zero, um, and at the time I was thinking, man, that has absolutely just ruined ruined my chances of um, going for a top position today. So I was sort of a bit, a bit grumpy at myself, and and then um, Scotty Gulliver, um, one of the Taranaki crew, he reminds me, he goes, oh, you can you get to drop your your um your worst stages. I thought, oh shit, okay, that maybe puts me in with a chance, and so it cheered me up a bit. But um, just man, just of the last three comps, I've including one we've shot since then i've shit the bed big time on one stage due to poor planning or or uh, poor data management or poor what's all planning really so i did it again and um yeah so i got a big fat zero so my worst stage of the day was a zero um now wes you did perfectly average on that stage 11 points which is not quite the highest of the day but um the highest in our class anyway 11 points yeah. so just over half that's a good effort um you i think on that one was it it was prone but down a steep hill so i think i put my pack down and then shot prone off the top of my pack so put my bipod on my pack to get enough height yeah um especially to reach out to that 300 meter target because it was substantially higher than most of the other targets um no i was happy on that stage i, I um managed to get a hit at 300 meters and 
kind of nasty wins. So that sort of made my day that stage, to be honest. Yes. Um, yeah, that's good going. That was hard. I didn't even uh, attempt to engage that target. Although, I, to be fair, I should have. And if I had got a hit on that, it at least would have been worth something. But uh, that's life. Um, Mark, you also got two points. Okay, so you did slightly better than me on that stage. So you got a hit. Um, again, a tricky stage. And if if you were in those those bad wind conditions, an incredibly hard stage. Um, it was an average stage for most people. The weather sucked. The lowest scoring stage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we had the worst worst weather for that one. Yeah, yeah, and then so yeah, it was it was a bugger, and it was on a slippery surface. And again, I thought I was smart using a tripod, which I actually still think was the best way to shoot that stage in our class. But um, you had to engage the correct targets, which was um, <laughs> something I didn't do. So from that, we went along, and there was a the stage called Trip or Tree to bit of a play on words there from jeff um it was a big old gnarly tree sort of you know branches growing left and right in a big these photos if you look online the photos. um i think they had like a close target at 80 meters this one i referenced earlier is having over three mil of wind on and then another one that distance i can't recall um yeah i went okay on this stage i i think i just plain ran out of time you shot off the tree and then you moved to a prone position and by the time i got the prone i think i just ran out of time um so both Wes and I got 14 points Mark got 10 points again another hard stage and we had quite bad wind and I imagine you guys did too for that one um yeah like I said over three mil at 80 meters is, is pretty fair dinkum honking wind so um it was deceiving there too because when we shot it you're kind of tucked you're sort of kind of hard up against the hill um and for those listening there's sort of a valley one main valley that ran in front um throughout the whole day um that had a whole lot of little ponds and, and um whatnot so i found it um yeah because obviously you couldn't feel as much wind at the shooter so it was one of those things you just make your best call and go with it in time <laughs> um, make, make your best call and then times it by five and hope you see your miss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least when you've got a lot of water sitting on the ground, like wet yes. conditions, I find you can often see a bit of splash from tutus when you might not in dry conditions. That was one thing about the day. Yeah. yeah. There was, I don't think I didn't see a miss. At 300 metres, I couldn't see my misses because um, mm. it was up on a dry site hill. But all those sort of ones um, between us and the, the ponds, I guess, they were quite flat paddocks and so there's a lot of water sitting especially at the end of the day because you know when you pick up targets and you go over to um to pick up the target after a few squads have been through it digs quite a trench under the targets yep um so we found a lot of those targets yeah if you miss left or right you'd be sort of hitting the water laying in those trenches almost so yep. yeah quite handy really another it was an, and it was another stage that no one cleared and practical open class um and skills class where they had some um, different target selections they had a couple people clear that so good for them um, good shooting on their part but again um yeah another difficult stage F- fun though i liked it um there's a bit, of, a bit of blackberry on the ground and stuff to deal with um which to be fair that farm was incredibly clean as in for scrub and and shit and so i was quite surprised to see a few prickles on the ground under that tree um 
and the, and the tree was nice too. It was nice having a natural prop like that. I'm, I'm right into those sorts of, as people would learn from the match we just had at at, at Marks. We like a bit of scrub and shit. So, um, and then the and then the final stage, um, stage ten, uh, it was a hostage stage. So it had a, um, I think so for practical and open, you had like a, a hostage at maybe two hundred meters or one hundred eighty meters something. Um, man, I. <laughs> This was another stage where I absolutely shit the bed. I only got, so we had, I think you had to engage the hostage three times. Um, so it was a, a plate and then it had two um, no shoots behind it. So the idea was you didn't, you know, go off plate and, and hit the ones you didn't intend to. You'd hit them three three impacts and you come back, there's a, a close target, like 50 meters, you'd shoot that and then you'd go back to your hostage and, and do that several times. I could just could not keep the rounds on target. I only got two hits out of all my shots on the on the long hostage. No penalties, but um, I'd get it. You know, oh yeah, there's my wind call. Bang, shoot it again. Completely different. Just the wind was just gusting that much at this point. I there was <laughs> I couldn't figure out a way of keeping the the projectiles on plate, uh, and, and hence only got two. Um, Josh, who, who shot in the squad with me, he, he'd done really well on this, and um, he didn't clear it, but um, man, and I said, oh, how did you deal with that wind? And he's like, well, I got my first shot, and then I just figured out my wind call, and then I just shot it, shot it, shot it, didn't change anything, and um, <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, and he, he outperformed me on that one big time, he got 16 points to my six. And I, I think he's actually the highest scorer he is of that stage. Um, now, Wes, you got seven, so you didn't do... That was my mulligan ship stage. Yeah, no, I, same issues you had. Yeah. Yep. That was hard, eh? That was the gusting wind. I just... It was... Um, you just... Hopefully, you'd have a good guess and it would work out for you, I guess. And trouble is, you couldn't persevere with that wind, wind call. Um, you'd always have to change. Yeah. Um, unless you got a... Yes, like lucky mark you got seven so again just a, one more than me um a difficult stage yeah apart from for josh i think oh yeah tom sims he did well on it he's oh, the only he one did. yeah he did um, a little bit better than uh, us yeah so again quite a fun stage hard in that wind now if that was a calm day that would have been a quite a simple stage um but you add in yep. some rough conditions and you know the visibility wasn't that bad there but you know the wind and unpredictable unpredictable nature of the wind and um and and yeah i'm um, struggling to uh, read how fast the wind was going running through that gully um made it really really hard so that's all the stages um by this point i was very uh wet mostly some sort of my crotch down um uh, my uh, choice of wet weathers failed stupidly fast here we go Mark. too much too much information <laughs> yes too much information um i did wear th- i don't think i wore my thermals either which was a mistake so <laughs> anyway so I was, I was pretty keen to get like i wasn't cold but i was pretty keen to get back to the, to the vehicle and, and put some warm clothes on for prize giving <clears throat> we wandered back over and, and got changed and um so and now um they were this event was sponsored by county's cust was it county's custom killing is that what they're called yes county's custom killing yep for all your custom killing requirements yes so if uh, <laughs> i won't make any jokes no so they they very graciously um 
butcher all the meat and everything and um, uh, yeah they're a home kill specialist not 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 no, they someone don't, who's going to bump off your wife for they 10,000 bucks. They don't do wet work. No. Not for cheap, anyway. No. Um, but I tell you, if you do do get some wet work done, they'll make a hell of a mince patty out of... Anyway. Um, so, um, so Jeff had recently shot some animals, um, some wild animals. I believe it might have been from your place, Wes. Um, a fellow yeah, and a red deer. Fellow. Yeah, or, yep. some, or some possums. I'm not really sure. And um, so they had some lovely patties and sausages. You know, burger buns, all that good stuff, and drinks. And so, we went back to the uh, the wool sheds, got warm, uh, had a bit of feed, took some um, took some shit, and then they did price coming. So, initially, uh, so so um, <laughs> we'll, we'll just talk about open scores, really. But um, initially, I come in about I think I was fourth or something, and um, that's where you end up in my mind. <laughs> Fourth. I remember. I remember the prize giving, and after that, it's just a waste of time. Yeah, fourth, Mark and fifth, <laughs> Wes in second, and then um, oh, sorry, and Josh in third, and, and Tom Sims taking the victory. <clears throat> and I was, I was thinking to myself, shit, I thought I had, because uh, I thought I had Josh by a couple points with the with the with the dropping of the stage. And anyway, cool, congratulations, good work, guys. You know, good, obviously, awesome job to Wes um, taking out a. Um, and that was that end of the story. <laughs> end, of, end of story in second place. <laughs> yep. So we drove all the way home, uh, you know, four odd hours home, in a beautiful Land Cruiser, um, which is like riding in a luxury jet. And then anyway, I get a call from Jeff that night, and he goes, "Oh, I've actually I've bugged up the scores." I don't know. I think I hear I'm here. I'm thinking I'm going to get moved backwards. What had happened? And, and should have been. Should have been. Yes, yeah, should have been. Um, in open class, he had um, forgotten to remove the mulligan stage or the tenth stage, your your worst stage. Now, my worst stage was a zero. Wes's worst stage was a seven. Seven. Tom's was an eight. Josh's was a shit eleven or something. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so my my score stayed the same, and everybody else is reduced to my level. So this ended up putting me in first equal with Tom, the poor, the poor, poor bugger. So I had what uh, Mark and Simon are calling another illegitimate podium finish or illegitimate illegitimate win, uh, first equal. Um, well, it was, it was a big first, the first time someone zeroed a stage to win. <laughs> man, Head, I, read the headline: man zero stage to win competition. Yeah, I I, I felt bad until he, until Jeff put that medal around my neck. This weekend is gone, and now I don't feel bad anymore. <laughs> it's hanging, it's hanging up on my trophy shelf. No, um, but yes, that uh, it it's is. Be, the ba- it's going to be etched on the back though with an asterisk, a massive asterisk, massive asterisk, a legitimate one. Um, you can take the medal and get it engraved, and you need to get my um, Rotorua one engraved as illegitimate third as well. <laughs> that's a anyway. That's another story. So um, I'm not going to make a scene, Greg. <laughs> But um, yeah. So again, that's that was the rules. I do feel a bit stink pushing, um, pushing the guys around on the leaderboard a bit like that. Um, but obviously, paying Jeff that hundred dollars really paid off on on um, elevating my position anyway. But um, no. Um, but again, uh, my um, my uh, dodgy rise to the top aside due to zeroing a stage. But again, it was the rules. Um, and it, <laughs> <laughs> and it, when 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 Jeff rang me and he's like, "Man, I'm thinking about doing this in this comp," and I thought, "Oh, I don't really like that idea, Jeff." But you know, whatever. And he's like, "No, no, I'll do it." And then 
when it put me into first, I thought, shit, that's a pretty good idea, that that mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but um, but congratulations to the other guys. So Tom still was first equal. So, so good work, Tom. He's the winner in my mind. So both both Tom and I both cleared um, stages um, three, four, five, and six, which is cool. Yes, um, and Tom is the we'll call him the legitimate winner. He did outshoot me overall on the day. Wes outshot me overall on the day, and Josh outshot me on the day. So um, those guys did perform um, better. Um, I just um, man shoots badly and wins. <laughs> man shoots badly and wins. I'm not gonna lie. I'll take it. I'll add it to my um, slowly growing tally of results. Um, um, and yeah, that's that's that. But 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 um, making poking fun at me aside. Um, yes. Wicked work from from Cassie and Jeff and their volunteer team. Um, setting up matches, especially from scratch, is not easy. We've been doing it for a while now, so we've we've got you know we've got fucking targets and we've got all the all the half a hundred things you need, and then we've also got like um, resources we can rely on from Simon and, and and from you, Mark, and all these things. So for Jeff, he's got you know he's he's three or four hours north of us like he, he did borrow a few things but he still had to put all his work in um you know it's it's shit like getting um clipboards um it's printing scorecards um figuring out the excel program for scoring his paper was better than yours his paper was we doubted him but it was it was way better like the right in the rain works excellent and even after a match we've just run which we'll talk about in a future episode it was very soggy, but it held together fine. Um, that stuff of his, which was like more plasticky, um, shit, it was awesome. Now, I did write on it with a grease pencil, so I don't know how it went with a pen. But, um, so congrats, yeah, the, 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 the paper Actually, it was like it was like, um, yeah, money type strength looking stuff. It's probably from his counterfeit operation. Maybe Jeff's printing money. Yeah, I'd say so. What, mate, oh, that's how he can as af- as seen in Rod and Rifle. That's that's how he can afford to sponsor this high end podcast mm-hmm. with counterfeit money. Yeah. Um, wow. I hope you don't get raided, Jeff. Um, no, but uh, again, uh, there's all that stuff uh, organising everything. It's a lot of work. Um, I understand the landowner there was very helpful and helped out too. Um, and so it, again, big effort and a good work putting on a match. A lot of people talk about doing it and fuck all ever happens so yeah um, just a couple of things i'll say um i think the the briefing was one of the better ones i've been to so it was good it was a bit different he spoke well and covered off issues in a different way which is good mm-hmm. so and once again i said i like the 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 simplicity of the target on the stages there wasn't too many that sort of thing so i think do, do you not like 12 in one stage I'm not going there. It's fine. You it's look, great. You, lo- that's you, awesome. Go you literally life. have a scope made for that. <laughs> Million. Th- anyway, so okay, I'm just going to write down to add. But more ends up with so many dots. You just see a, a line down the <laughs> a scope. Blue line. <laughs> more targets, Wes. More targets. I'm just writing more that targets. down. More stages. It was nice to have uh, ten stages too, and we still finished by what half three. Yeah, and I like unlimited round count on at least two stages. Yeah, for Is, 22. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'll write, I'll write that down too. Limited, not, 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 limited, not di- limited round count. <laughs> I'm writing it down. For magnums. Yeah, for semi-automatics, only get five shots. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it, it is. I think it is fun to allow the semis um, a bit of a bit of a boost here and there. Um, I need bolt actions can fire unlimited rounds too. 
Yeah, if you got the mags and the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the mag dump capability. Um, again, but yeah, um, any thoughts on the match, Wes? Being that you're a match director now, no, too. No, it ran very smooth. Yeah, no, he um, did a much better job but uh, the intro than I did. Um, but no, it ran very smooth. It was a great match. Um, yeah, everyone seemed to come pretty well prepared. I think there's only a couple guys that got a bit cold throughout the day. Um, but other than that, no, it was good. Very good match. Yep. There's so, a lot of people we don't see at our matches, so that, that you know, it's a yeah, lot, of, lot right. of new faces, and they seem to all go well in terms of yeah, no issues. Yeah. So that we've, I've, we've probably covered it, but the, the Pew Pew match and the Auckland match, bunch of new faces, I think, being that little bit closer north, guys mm. were more likely to try it out if it's only like an hour or two hours drive rather than coming all the way into Taranaki. Because Taranaki is... We who live here seem to think it's the centre of the universe, but we're out of the way. You know, it's just all You're not going to go does. here again, eh? Tourism Taranaki with Graham. No one comes here. <laughs> no one comes really, here. Really, really, have to. Yeah. So, but but no, but those Auckland, those Auckland, getting those Auckland competitors from the, from all the pistol clubs up there, that's good. And um, yeah. And and he had a bunch of new, like brand new to the sport sort of thing, guys. Um, in our squad, we had three, so hopefully they want to come back and um, and do some more matches around the country. But um, overall, a really enjoyable day. Um, and a fun match, and um, pretty stoked with my illegitimate win. Yeah, boy. No, congr- <laughs> congratulations, Graham. Oh, thanks, thanks, Martin. Wes. No, no, congratulations, well, Wes, on your second. Well, that was excellent. Well, actually, I think I technically pushed <laughs> Wes back to third. Oh, yeah. Yes, Sorry. I have a bronze medal now. Sorry, Wes. Yeah. I remember the prize giving. I remember the prize giving. It. it was Tom, Wes, prize giving, and, and Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor Josh got pushed right off the podium I feel sorry I was going to say yeah. Yeah. Poor bugger. he texts me he's like, I just heard congratulations I was like oh shit oh Price Waterhouse Coopers Graham edit, audits the results and gets a, gets a win yeah I, I tell you what yeah it's, it's um no but yeah a good day and, and I had good squad I shot with a good squad and all us guys who come from Taranaki will do it again I, I believe Jeff plans on doing another one um, so we will be up again for that. Again, congratulations, Wes, on your third. You have had a very good string of results lately. Um, second, a second slash third, a second at Desert Jewel, and, ranks, and a win at the um, Winter Blast, which we'll talk about another time. So you are performing very, very well, Mark. You are averagely better than you have been, which mm-hmm. is good. A fourth is nice, um, and we'll see how you got the next twenty-two match. I'll do, I'll do an unlimited stage for you, okay? High round count. Two stages. Two. Oh. What's it called? The Tickerangi Technical. Nah, it just changes to Tickerangi 22. I'm no good at fucking names, you know this. Tickering, it sounds like a polytech. <laughs> Tickerangi Technical <laughs> Institute. Yeah, that, see, now it's just the Tickerangi 22. I just, um, oh. yeah, I, just, I changed it. It'll change again. It'll become the... Average age of mothers in Tickerangi. <laughs> There's a, there's like four girls here, man, and I married one of them. There's not, not, not a lot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but yeah, that's our, for those of you who are into 22 stuff, the next round of the Spark 22 series is coming up on the 6th of August. Um, entries just open tonight, so by the time you listen to this, that would have been yesterday or whenever. Um, When's the next big um, other shoot? End of July, is it? Big other shoot? You need to be a bit more, less. Yeah, you know. PRS. PRS. Of Paris, New Zealand, I believe they've tentatively announced the end of this, end of July. Oh yeah. Um, not a lot of information out for that one yet, though. Um, but as for our stuff, there's no center fire until our stuff. 
Um, Simon's got uh, his Tirada teams and individual. At, I think it's mid October. Oh, yeah, it's raining that weekend. It, it always is. Um, Simon has a curse. Um, yeah, and then but we've got a few twenty two events before then. So yeah, again, yeah. the, the Tikaranga twenty two is coming up. Um, it's mm, three quarters sold out. I've got a bunch of entries here. I need to log in that have come through while we're recording. Um, but yeah, that'll be another fun match, and we'll log um, points towards your series for the overall twenty two championship. What are we? What are we calling the grand final? The grand final. Uh, the well, grand this final. is you're the match director for that one, Mark. Artiti Top Gun Maverick. No, it's no. been taken. But I will say there is a plan for twelve stages rather than eight, um, which is going to be cool. We've got the, the longer cool. summer weather. Uh, at this stage, we're, I'm, I'm, we're probably going to have it catered by a uh, like a. Have you got 120 targets? You want 120 stages? <laughs> no, because you'll have 10 targets on each stage. 10 right? targets per stage. Yeah, boy. Uh, I probably, probably do have that many. I targets probably do have that many. <laughs> <laughs> I just collected all the stuff from your house and Wes's house, ah, and, and then yeah. and then I can always borrow Simon and Jeff. Um, no, um, there'll be 12 stages. Uh, Simon's taking care of a lot of the course of fire on that one um, we're making a few cool plans for it it's going to be quite a big 22 match May when will even, the final be? what month? Uh, probably December I'm thinking about dropping possibly dropping Bowers Valley off that month and then just running the final on that first weekend of December that's tentative um, just an idea at this point but 25th's fine the 20th that'd be a good one eh? that should be a good use of Christmas day but, yeah. but anywho, um, you don't really want to go past the first weekend of December for events because people's families start getting all attached and not letting their husbands or wives leave. Um, but this this will probably, being 12 stages, will probably, if there is enough people wanting to shoot it, will probably have a few more entrants. Um, and there will be, obviously, trophies for the series winners, uh, first in each class, and then we'll probably do medals for second and third um, well, you will do medals. We will. Okay, Mark spoke. He's the match director. Um, Mark will be match director. He's been voted um, best match director in New Zealand uh, second time running now, so he'll be taking yeah. that match over. I've, well, there's a, there's a, there's points that are allocated for the for the trophy. Best the match, match director, director trophy. Yeah. Well, you're the you're like the nicest one. I just navigate classes. Yeah. Me and just, Simon are a bit bitter. I just had to DQ people this week. Wasn't it? <laughs> That's true. We'll talk about that next time. Um, yeah. yeah, but no, um, again, what are we running for time? We're over an hour, so wrap this up. But again... Wait up, I've got one last thing. Okay, you, you, here we go. The 7mm PRC has is, is, is been specced. It's out. It's coming out. So I can stop talking about the 6.8 Western I've never shot. You'll no, you'll get you'll probably get the seven mil PRC before you get the Western. Yeah, I'd say so. Yep, and it will it will kill the Western. Yeah, it will too. It will it will one hundred percent kill the Western. It'll it'll semi retire the seven mil remag would be my prediction. I did hear an interesting theory on that because Hornady's not a rifle manufacturer. See, when rifle manufacturers put out a cartridge, the other ones don't want to support it. But because Hornady only does ammo, rifle manufacturers have more likely to support a cartridge so. I, I love that there's always a thing that people will say and you've what's all it's all marketing it's all marketing well, fucking everything's yeah. marketing but they market it properly they also see a gap in the market or, or a modern rendition of a classic cartridge they support it well with accessories and factory ammunition and dies 
they get all the rifle manufacturers on board beforehand so when it's released the guns are released hence why these cartridges are a success now the six arc was probably hampered a lot by i imagine covid and yeah. the fact it was it's also in new zealand it's it, it is they've, pushed towards they've the actually import. this thing's been shelved for a while because of that yeah and yeah. um, that was released at like a really bad time but and obviously the lack of semi-automatic platforms here handicaps it for us a bit but i i think the seven mil prc will be a big success it'll taper down the interest in seven sounds and stuff like that um and also it'll be the final nail in the coffin for the 270 wisms and and, and that, that's just my opinion and people will get upset at me but um uh, how much yeah, 270 wisdom do you buy well, it's, anymore it's still not a short action or medium action no, no. it's still a long action isn't it mm. case length is just longer than a 303 is about the closest I can come to um, and a fraction over a 7 by 57 case length so yep. yeah so it's actually a medium action mm. I suppose I, 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 yeah. to be fair I'm, I'm it, most is such a thing yeah it's is that for the size of the cartridge and its intended use, is that a big deal? I don't know. No. Um, like the sh- the short action thing's it? really big for for um, precision style competitions where speeds. Sorry, Wes, what was that? Well, I'm just thinking like the seven psalm and ballistically, have you seen what they're claiming it'll do? I think yeah. it's a one eighty at two nine fifty. Yeah. Which is pretty good. That's better than a remag, or, or pretty close to a remag. Anyway. Yeah, well, Remag's really only fling 160 something, so unless you customise twi- it. Yeah, again, that's the old twist thing. So, yeah. Um, watch the space, no doubt we will get one in the next year or so, um, or two. Um, yeah, they reckon six months after now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah another interesting cartridge um, for the Magnum event. But yeah, anyway, any last closing thoughts from you guys before we wrap this one up? No. Where's that? Um, no, looking forward to Tukarangi. Yeah, it'll be good. our first, my first competitive match for the series. So, yes, no pressure. I, I wish I got to compete because I could really use the points. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, thank you, um, Mark and West for coming on this episode, and, and, and West for appearing two times in a row. Thank you to the Gunrack for a great match. Thank you for them for obviously being our sponsor of this episode, um, <laughs> and thank you for Jeff for accepting my bribe to put me into first place. We will talk to you all again soon. Goodbye. See you.